Welcome back to another new installment of With One Welcome. This is Arnold Bian with One Welcome, a show where we meet the makers behind the most beloved restaurants here in New York City to kick off season three, where we will be meeting the tenacious Asian-American females behind some of our favorite restaurants. We sit down with Amali. Amali is a former Eater Young Gun and the co-owner of Mala Project, as well as her own solo project, Tomorrow. Before she opened the now successful Mala Project, she grew up in Beijing, experiencing the magic that was her grandma's cooking. She spent some time on the line at Bar Balud and eventually a few years in management with China Blue, a restaurant by Yiming and Xian of Cafe China and Birds of a Feather. So we kick off the story with her upbringing in Beijing with her grandma. Everyone in my family was a good cook, except for my mom and my dad. So, yeah, so we always went to grandma's for dinner. My aunt, um, my uncle, they're all terrific cooks. So we never had, like, a bad meal growing up. And when I was growing up, because my, my parents were building their own business, so they were never home, uh, my grandma raised, raised me, and she had she had a little yard, and she, she had a standalone, a small building with, her two bedrooms and then uh, there's the the garden and then inside the garden there's another built tiny building where she has her kitchen we would um, and she has like uh, persimmon trees and like peach trees pear all of that and we'll like, go go to the garden pick up things and she will make me pear soup I would just like stand on the stool and watch her wow. next to the walk um, so that was that was really fun and now even now I Every time I go back home to Beijing, we still, we only have dinner at grandma's. And now she can't stand anymore. So she would like sit on her stool and just turn around, rotate sitting on her stool and do her magic. She would prepare a dinner for six people within 30 minutes. And she would just by turning on her stool, (laughs) like chalkboard, like dumplings and then all of a sudden the dinner's ready yeah i was always a busy kid when i was growing up i i was always up to something yeah i mean i wasn't the best i was never the best students i try really hard but i could never be the best i was always like the third or the fourth (laughs) or like academically you're saying right yeah um just no matter how hard i tried but i had a lot of friends and i was really busy because every time i get I got home, the phone would always start raining instantly as soon as all the kids get home. And, like, it's always for me. So the the parents always joke about this. Like, it's I was the busiest person in the whole family. And had a lot of friends, always hang out, did a lot of, like, activities, selling newspapers, helping out with my parents at their uh, their shops, joining clubs. I was playing flute. It's very, um, like, active. So active. Very active. Yeah. But um, just unfortunately wasn't so, like, I wish I was better in school (laughs) academically. It's interesting because something you didn't mention is, like, cooking. So when did Mm -hmm. cooking kind of get into the picture for you? I never had a cook because my Grandma. grandma is so good. And... I wasn't one of those like chefs where they started cooking when they're really young. Yeah. I didn't I, I didn't start cooking until I went to Culinary Institute of yeah. America. Yeah. So that was when I was 18. Yeah. Um I mean I was baking in, yeah. in, in in high school but that was 
that was it. Yeah. So leading up to, because I know you went to the CIA, but leading up to that, what made you make that decision to go to culinary school for four years? So we were we went to international high school, and in our second year, we were supposed to select a major and choose a school that you want to go to in America. And I was just looking at all of these majors, and it was so painful to to just pick my the major because nothing felt really right my yeah. parents wanted me to be media or advertising and yeah. i thought okay i'll do that um but nothing really resonated with me until at that time i was already cooking uh, i was already baking um with my teacher and um, I spend most of my time like browsing restaurants and searching good restaurants in Beijing that I would go check out. Mm. All of a sudden, like I, I, I still remember that day when I was in the library, I was searching uh, for new restaurants instead of searching for schools that I I was supposed to apply for. And it just hit me. Um, and I thought, why? Maybe, maybe I go to a cooking school. Maybe America has a cooking school that can offer me a bachelor degree because I, I still had a, got a degree. And I just Googled it. This is before Google was, you know, yeah. banned before in China. And, and the CIA came up. Uh -huh. And I thought, that's it. And I didn't looked up there was also John johnson and wales yeah I was like okay yeah. these two instead yeah. of applying t for 10 schools which just is these two yeah just these two and i um instantly i i just felt that moment of freedom mm. and that's how i knew like this okay that's it i'm not i'm not changing my mind wow. i'm not talking to anybody about this decision <laughs> and that's it you're just set on it. Yeah, you're I was just on set your on goal. It, yeah. So did you apply? You applied to both, and you ended up going to CIA. And how was that experience for you? Was it everything you thought it would be and more? Or I didn't really expect anything because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely one of the hardest thing I've ever done, especially yeah. the first year with the language barrier right. and the fact that like I'm away from home and no, there was no Chinese kids when I was there. So I was really? hanging out with um, all the American friends and luckily they're very like cooks are good people and yeah, they would so take you in no matter what. And like all, instantly I had a lot of friends and they got me like they helped me through school. But the cooking part, the classes, was definitely very tough. Yeah. Mm. There's so many new things. This is probably the first time you're living in America. Mm -hmm. You have to speak English. Yeah. There's no Chinese people. Yep. You're not with your parents. It's, <laughs> it's a big transition. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, I, I went, I, I was really independent growing up. Yeah. And I went to boarding school oh, I when see. I was really young. And that was like a buffer but everything else because i had i growing up i had a lot of friends yeah. of, uh, near like uh, around me yeah and just all of a sudden like no close friends and all <laughs> new friends and yeah um so you have to start over yeah so ci is known for really good externships mm -hmm. right what was your first i guess restaurant experience so my i did my externship at bar blue yeah. um which is obviously very yeah. respectful and you know quite famous fast-paced we they do over 500 covers yeah. i was i think i was 19 yeah um at the time and i was just utterly like in in um intimidated by the whole experience yeah. i applied to bar blue they said okay come in um do your externship as uh, Gar as garmonje but i wasn't even on garmonje station i was 
in the charcuterie station, which is upstairs in the dining、yeah. room. So I wasn't even in the kitchen, <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, I can go back to school and 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 tell my friends this, and I have to be in the kitchen at least. So、uh, I would um I would do my job、uh, during service, and I would like bug them to give me more jobs,、wow. uh, like. Give me more tasks、yeah. so that I can be in the kitchen, and I would like you know help out with catering,、um, the actual garmanger station, and do their prep、um, work. Prep work, and that made me really happy. But then I also did a lot of overtime until one point the chef called me into the office and he goes, "You you've got to stop working because we don't want to pay any more." Yeah, they're、overtime. very strict with overtime. Yeah. yeah, and I thought, okay, I never. Like that had never occurred to me, so I was like, "Well, maybe I can work for free." And obviously, like I offered that, obviously, like that's not legal either, <laughs> and that that was sad. But、um, it was very tough、um, to be in a professional kitchen in the first for the first time. Yeah. But、um, I definitely, definitely learned a lot. Yeah. So you have this kind of、um, culinary experience. You work in a kitchen. And then you make this transition into what was your next job? Was it with、uh, Cafe China China Blue, or was there something before this too?、Um, after I, school. After school, my first yeah, my first job was at China Blue. Yeah.、Um, applied there as a assist assistant manager. Yeah.、Um, and I was there, but I would I ended up doing everything because they after I started working there, the the manager had actually left. I was pretty much by myself, and I was working with owners, so that could give me the opportunity to do everything, and I that was really fun. That's so crazy. So you you that was your first job out out of school.、Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. They, <laughs> they. I mean, I had to start raw, and they were teaching me everything. Yeah, you were a line cook at,、um, you know, Barbaloon. You had to help that garmage. You were also working in the kitchens at your rest,、uh, the restaurant in school,、mm-hmm. and then you go from that into assistant managing to somehow managing, which involves not just the kitchen culinary, but now the dining room aspect、mm-hmm. as well. So, how how was that transition? It was. Super fun because I love doing new things. I I I get bored really easily, but at the <laughs> same time, like I know if 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 some if there is something that I can do better, I I don't get bored. So like the whole the going into China Blue, everything was new,、yeah. and I was just so excited about that whole experience. And I mean, when we when we first started, China Blue was. The business didn't really pick up yet. Yeah, they it took them maybe a year. To it's a hard location.、Pick. Very hard location. Very big restaurants too. Yeah, it's over three thousand square Huge. feet. Huge. Yeah. So when they were there, no, like nobody would think about going to a Chinese restaurant in Tribeca. Yeah, it's hard to get to. The traffic is terrible. There's no train.、Yeah. I didn't have to. We we didn't have a lot of customers to take care of.、Um, that gave me time to. You know, work with the staff, work with the owners, and let's do trainings because we have zero customers right now. And <laughs> let's do the you know staff manual. Let's do catering outreach. Yeah. Um, and so the first year was actually, I would say, fifty percent of the time was about training and putting in systems. Yeah, setting yeah. up the system. Yeah. And the rest was obviously obviously service. Yeah. And, but um, but I think if we were to be busier. It, I wouldn't have nearly learned as much. 
Just to provide some context, where Amali managed China Blue. China Blue is a sophomore project from Yiming and Zhangxian, a couple from China who quit their financial jobs in New York to open Cafe China. And Cafe China from 2012 to 2017 held a Michelin star. It was really the only Chinese restaurant in New York City to have accomplished that feat. The restaurant is decorated with vintage posters, antique cameras, and lamps to evoke kind of an old Shanghai style. China Blue was also that, but without the convenience of the location that Cafe China is in. And China Blue is off the Holland Tunnel. We we say try Becca, but really it's just below Canal Street. It's a very hard location to get to by subway. The best bet is off the Canal Street station, off the one train. All of this to say, um, this opportunity occurred as Amali actually dropped off her resume at Cafe China.、Uh, she shares also next about how she made into her, how she made the leap into restaurant ownership. Like I saw their name on, online and I thought, oh, that's a good restaurant name. Yeah. Let me see、uh, what's what's this restaurant, and I looked them up to realize, oh, they they had one Michelin star. So I went to the restaurant, dropped off my resume, and thinking I'll never hear back from them because you never hear back. Yeah, you, when you, you do those things. Yeah, yeah, when you do those things, and and they called me back. And this and this is for the manager position, assistant manager position.、Mm-hmm. Also, you bartended too, right?、Mm-hmm. After China Blue. Yeah, at、I'd, B flat, I think. I bartended at B flat when I was、um, in the middle of Mala project. When we were doing Mala project,、oh, okay. like the process of building out had take longer, and there was like a, a, a four months period where we couldn't. We just had to wait, sit and wait. Wow. So I was,、um, I was like going crazy, and、yeah. I thought, okay, let's、uh, maybe I'll do something. So I, I did my. Yoga teacher training certificate, and I did my B flat experience. That was really fun, but it was too short. I was only there for two months. Yeah.、Actually. How did you? When when did it click for you that you wanted to do your own restaurant concept? I was、um, actually forced into the situation because my visa was expiring, and I couldn't just be on payroll anymore.、Mm-hmm. So I went to talk to my 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 boss at China Blue, Yiming Anxian, and I said I I just can't be on payroll anymore, and I I don't really know what to do. And then I consulted my lawyer, and 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 apparently you can open your own business and be a partner and receive dividend once a year if you can't be on payroll. And I said, okay, maybe I'll do that. So like that was kind of, I was forced, almost forced into the position.、Yeah. But I, I always knew I wanted to open my restaurant. I just, I didn't know it was gonna be that fast. Yeah, the concept I think is is really awesome, and I definitely want to talk about it. But even starting with the name Mala, right? Which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like the numbing, spicy sensation.、Mm-hmm. How did you? Where Where did you get kind of the inspiration from? And I also like the project kind of attached to it too. So what was inspiration there? So mala mala means numbing and last means spicy. So that would be the primary flavors of our food, and、um, and project part because I I was building the restaurant thinking I don't really necessarily want to build another restaurant because the one thing that New York doesn't need more is another, another restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, yeah, another Chinese restaurant. So wh- how can I? Wh- what can I do to make this unique experience for me and the for for the people that work there and for the people that come in to to, to dine there? So I want it to be different. I want to treat it as a startup rather than a restaurant. So having things in mind like 
good culture.、Mm. I, I want to have good employee re- retention、mm. rate. I want people to be able to, you know, sustain themselves、uh, financially. By working at this restaurant, and also I wanted to change this whole like stereotype about Chinese restaurant.、Mm-hmm. When Amali decided to open a restaurant and was looking for a space, the concept initially was supposed to be a takeout restaurant. The space she's in now in the East Village that wasn't the initial space either. We were o- almost signing another space、huh. uh, that 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 was next door, and we,、uh, my partner Mong and I, we were. In the landlord's office, and it was a big. It's a big developer's.、Um, it's a big office on Broadway. We were there. That was the day where New York had this huge blizzard, and everything was to close down by 2 p.m.、Mm. So we were there around like 10 a.m. And I just thought, okay, it something just doesn't feel right. I was talking to Meng, and and she said, okay, sh- so what should we do? And I was like, maybe we just. Get out of here now and, and see what happens. Because I don't know. I don't know if we should sign right now. And this is after like months of negotiation. Wow. So we left. We said, "Oh, like we gotta go do some stuff." And so we just like just ran、left. out. Yeah. yeah. And then we were t- we talked to the lawyer and we said, "Okay, well, let's just sleep on it." We couldn't go back to the to the off to the landlord's office to sign because everything was shutting down by 2 p.m. So we we're like, okay, let's let's just do it on Monday. On Monday, I was we were passing by this restaurant location and we just saw the next door、uh, put up the Fort Rent sign with this beautiful, like really simple red door, really simple facade with no sign, and and it was directly next door to the restaurant space that we were supposed to sign. And I called the landlord, and we ended up taking up this red door. Wow! Red space, yeah.、Uh, we went to see it, and I thought, oh my gosh, brick floors, brick walls, <laughs> like exposed ceilings. How can how can this be? Was that is, is that your st- is that your set aesthetic? You like?、That? I didn't know what my style、uh, uh, was,、yeah. but I saw this. I was like, I love everything about this. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I like old things. I like vintage vintage s- stuff. But yeah, the. Signing the lease was really, really interesting.、Wow. Yeah, because you could have you could have gone with the other space, and that might have not been you know. Yeah, what it is now. we were really lucky. Yeah, did the I guess I'm so curious. Did the name and the concept come first, and then you guys were looking for a space, or like what was kind of the step there? I always wanted to be a takeout place, and、huh. my partners said, "Well, if we were gonna do this, we go big," and it was three against one. <laughs> so I said. Are you sure? Because I don't know if I can do this. So we were debating, like when this this larger restaurant came up, we I said, well, this might be too big for us, and they said, like, fuck it, let's just do it. And I was like, okay, let's just fuck it. <laughs> and so we ended up doing it.、Um, yeah. So the the concept was actually evolved. Changing a、right. lot while we were building it, because originally I wanted to just be a simple like, very simple no frill takeout place.、Yeah. You go in and you get out. Okay.、Mm, had no idea it was going to be a dining restaurant. How, how okay? So then, how did it evolve into the dining, and how did it evolve into the dry pot concept? I knew I wanted to do dry pot,、okay. so that was the first thing. Like when I left China Blue, I even knew it's it's gonna be a dry pot restaurant. Yeah. Now that we have all the space, you gotta you know do all the seatings. Yeah. Okay, so let's do seatings. We're gonna do full service dining restaurant. So that also that kind of just came uh, uh, as we were going.、Yeah. In terms of aesthetics, my 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 
re- like my best friends were were helping me because I had no I, I I had no image in my head because uh-huh. in my head it was kind of like Xi'an famous food, mm. stainless steel, mm. simple counter until but then my uh, my friend. Chloe and Abby, they were doing graphic design and also branding for us. They said, "Okay, we need pink, we need red,、mm. we need colors, we need flowers here, we need blue nap like blue blue chairs," and that just came as we were going.、Yeah. Before I came to the states for college, dry powder was probably at its peak in China. In China, in Beijing specifically, and、uh, my family and I go to a dry powder restaurant at least once a week. Yeah, and it was just. It was my favorite food besides my grandma's food. If、yeah. we were to go out, I would want to go to a dry powder restaurant. Yeah, and I didn't expect to. It didn't even occur to me to not be able to find it in New York, so that was really sad. And I, so like, it's almost like if I were to build a restaurant, that of course that would be the the restaurant I would build. Of、yeah. course that would be the food that I I serve. Yeah, it's it was that like important to me in my life because it's a big, you know, it it was a big part of、yeah. of my family. Mala Project now is a very successful restaurant. It has a second location. So the original one was in East Village, and the second Mala Project opened in Bryant Park, which is、uh, equally as amazing and stunning as well. But two years ago in November, Amali set out on her own to open her sophomore and first solo project tomorrow, and it was the first restaurant that she opened without her partners. It's a restaurant in the financial district that's fairly tucked away from the main bustling streets. She dives into why and how she opened tomorrow.、Um, I wanted to just open a restaurant to, to I guess for her to be able to, like to even just support support her or whatever. Because my dad,、um, I mean, she,、uh, my mom and my dad、uh, separated.、Uh-huh. So I was thinking, okay, I, I now I gotta support my mom, and when I want her to retire, I want her to retire now, and、um, so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll open this restaurant, and all the all the income will go to her. So then I,、um, that would be like that was my my plan.、Mm. Um, so I wanted to be simple. I wanted to be cozy and and comfortable. I didn't want it to be like super busy, make a lot of money. My calculation in my head was okay. I. I'll send her like a couple thousand every mm, month. So mm. this is all I need to make、yeah. uh, from this one restaurant every month. Yeah, like a couple thousand.、Yeah. That's after we opened, things had evolved, and I realized, wow, I can really maybe I can scale this thing. Maybe like people are actually really liking the food. So this is this has become become more more than what I wanted. To yeah,、make. it's become more ambitious.、Mm-hmm. Yeah.、Um, Yeah. So initially, was it just a one store, one location project, just for your mom,、yeah. like a couple thousand dollars a month kind、yeah. of thing? After the business opened, I realized, oh, this is not going to be a a cozy spot for my mom. Got it. Um, so it definitely changed the way that I operate it now. Yeah.、Um, at the spaces in the back, it's on the back yeah, street yeah. of、it、the is, big、yeah. building. So that was um. Also, like what I wanted to be, I wanted to be quiet. I didn't, I didn't need, want to、uh, to attract a lot, of, like too many people. The way that the menu is constructed、uh, reflects on this very traditional dining style back in China. We、mm. call it shi tang, which 
I guess it just means cafeteria. Company cafeterias or school cafeterias is a lot more common uh, in China than here. Uh, almost every like bigger company have their own, and it's always the almost like a very common style. You go in, everything's steam table, pre cooked. You just、mm. you know enamel trays or stainless steel trays. You go in and you just pick to the lunch lady whatever What you, you want. want.、Um, it's not even you don't even go like. One protein plus one vegetable. No, you just go like I want that, 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 that. Yeah. And you can pick anything. Anything. Um, and you also have this like really interesting relationship with your favorite lunch lady, and she will give you more. And <laughs> I, I like I want all of that to、yeah. be in tomorrow. And that was the 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 idea behind it. I wanted to pick Amali's brain a bit more. I was curious to see what motivates her, where she is in her career right now, what's her philosophy. Her guiding principle. She has three restaurants to her name, with more on the way. And she mentions how instead of the restaurants, she's more focused on growing and keeping her people happy. Building a business is not something that you can. It's not an action. It's not a, a final place where、mm. you can achieve.、Mm -hmm. um, so at the end of the day, I'm just mostly spending my time with people.、Mm -hmm. If you, and then by spending all this time with all of these people. We are putting out food. We are、uh, making a sale, and then maybe we're opening another restaurant. But it's not. It's never like you can never perform this action of building a business. So in my head, if I I need to make I need to know that I'm having fun with the people that I'm working with, and then I need to know that they're having fun with each other too. I like a guideline. Is that I always think? Okay, if the people that are working here are doing all right, I'll do all right. So that would be like if words. If I were to set a goal, I would set instead of like setting a goal in sales, or if I were to set、yeah. a goal in how many restaurants I open, I would set a goal to say, okay, I'll I'll have a group of six people working happily together, or and next year maybe I'll have like a group of The same sixty people, and but they are even more happier, or they are making more money. And okay, so how do I get them to make more money? How、mm -hmm. do I make sure that they're learning more? How、mm -hmm. do I make sure that they're、uh, satisfied intellectually and financially?、Yeah. Um, then I'll work backwards、yeah. in order to achieve those goals for them, because ultimately I'm helping myself too by doing that for them. And as tradition with the With One Welcome Show. We ask for advice or insights into starting your own thing from Amali, be it a restaurant or any sort of project. If you have already decided this, right? Yeah. Why not do it? There's no other thing to do. I think you 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 need to hear, listen, and hear what other people are saying to you because it obviously like it's so easy to get distracted from all the feedbacks. But、um, there's always, if you're able to look past what the actual answer people are saying and look at where what their intentions are, where they're coming from, then it's it's going to be really helpful. So I I would say like listen to the people that are around you and take care of your people, take care of your team.、Um, if you have a team, if you decide to work, you know, be your own boss and work. On your own、uh, project, then definitely like just hear feedbacks、mm -hmm. and reflect on it and improve. Thank you, Amali, for being on the show.、Uh, little fun fact: Amali was on this podcast maybe 
two and a half seasons ago. So there's, there was actually like a, the season 0.5 <laughs> before I brought this uh, podcast back earlier this year. And, um, I, that was the day, that was the days when I had this mic that I bought off of Amazon. It was like a hundred dollar USB mic. I plugged it into my MacBook and I would go around to the restaurants like using their private dining spaces to, to record. And I remember I just DM'd Amali. I was like, Hey, um, you want to be on my podcast? And she was, she was so willing and so eager to do it with me when I still had nothing to show or prove of, of with one welcome podcast so i'm really really excited that uh you know you were back on the show we had the proper mics proper studio to record this in and uh thank you so much for sharing your story i love your restaurants i know a lot of my listeners and the people that follow this podcast do already but if you haven't been or if you haven't been to her newest project tomorrow in the fight uh super super highly recommend as well it's a very fun experience and um definitely worth checking out but in any case we'll see you next week on with one welcome uh, episodes are going to be dropping every wednesday so tune in next week see you later before i send you off i just wanted to make sure i ended with uh, a quick edit here um first things first i'm sorry if my voice sounds different from the earlier recordings i came down with a cold so in any case um since this recording, Amali was named Forbes 30 under 30 for food and drink, which I'm thrilled and excited about. Please send congratulatory notes to her. Uh, the other thing is, according to Amali, there are some major updates regarding tomorrow coming up, uh, some changes with the concept perhaps. So follow them on Instagram at tomorrow underscore NYC to stay in the know. Thanks. Stay warm. <laughs>